Welcome to the Business Results Program. This is how to transform yourself, your team, and your company to perform better and achieve higher results. Let's get started. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Pete Winarski, and I'm the CEO of Win Enterprises, LLC. Check out CompleteBusinessTransformation.com and look at the latest posts and resources we put there to serve you. I started this program because I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that hard. Business leaders like you struggle to get results, to build your team, to satisfy customers, to grow your business, and to stay sane in the midst of these crazy dynamics going on around you. My team and I have had full careers in business leadership roles, and we get it. We've had the same challenges as you, and we can share what we've learned, and we can make your life easier. In this program, I will be joined by various members of our team and other guests that I know can help you. We will offer new perspectives and share some of the secrets that you're just not hearing about anywhere else. The Business Results Program is your personal journey to improve yourself as you improve your company and achieve your most important goals and deliver the business results that make you and your team happy. Now, let's get to today's episode. Hey, Pete Winarski here again. This is a special edition of the Business Results Radio podcast where I am helping out with the gang at Fabtech. Fabtech Expo is here, November 11 to 14 in Chicago at McCormick Place. McCormick Place is a huge expo center, and I hope you're able to make it. During that event, there's an education session, and we're doing a half day on leadership. Um, I've been invited to be one of five speakers. There's five top speakers all about leadership, and it's a leadership and development workshop as part of the education uh, program within Fabtech this year. So what I'm doing is I'm interviewing each of the other four guests, and I'll uh, have a quick conversation about what it is their topic is they're talking about and feeding it back here through the podcast channel for you. So take a look at fabtechexpo.com, fabtechexpo.com, register for Fabtech, get to Chicago November 11 to 14. On the 12th, Tuesday is when we're doing this leadership workshop in the afternoon, 12 to 4.30. So you have to go on to the education section, right? The learning and development section of fabtechexpo.com. So register for the expo, register for the education part, and we'll see you there. And in the meantime, you can get a quick snip of each of our topics right here. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Pete Winarski here, and I am here today with Joe Mazio, and we are talking as two of the facilitators and presenters as part of this Fabtech Leadership Conference on Tuesday the 12th. We're really excited to be here. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and Pete, I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, now, Joe, you've been traveling the world lately. Have you been anywhere interesting? I have. Uh, my work brings me to a lot of interesting places, um, and uh, 
last several months. Uh, I've been to India and just recently returned from Italy, but that was more of a, a family vacation rather than being work-related. Well, fantastic. That's the, one of the benefits where you get all those air miles from flying to India. You get to go to Italy. That's true. Very true. <laughs> there yes. you go. So, um, Joe, we're, we're part of the same platform and you know, we're, we're in this leadership um, development and, and skills development uh, you know, opportunity to, to really download our brains to the audience. So a little bit what today is for you listening, this is a teaser for what Joe will be talking about. And before we get into that, I just want you to get to know Joe a little bit. So Joe, why don't you just give us the, the quick skinny, who you are, what your background is, and what brings you to be a known leadership expert. Okay, appreciate the opportunity. So uh, my career uh, spans 34 years in the automotive industry, of which was spent with General Motors, uh, about 21 of those years uh, in uh, leadership and then senior leadership positions, working in manufacturing, product engineering, manufacturing engineering quality, and even product development. And at, during my time at GM, uh, I had a multitude of roles and responsibilities, including uh, working in uh, powertrain, uh, stamping operations, as well as vehicle assembly, and also had uh, two global assignments, which um, I thoroughly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So that uh, that's the background from the uh, automotive standpoint. And then uh, in 2013, I chose to retire from GM and uh, decided to start my own business and create the company called Integrated Lean and Quality Solutions. And that's what I've been doing for the last six years, working oh, with fantastic. a variety of companies. Um, in several different industries and typically I try to focus on small to mid-sized companies because you find as probably you know Pete that a lot of them don't have the wherewithal resources or the knowledge of many times knowing what to do and um, you asked the question about the, the leadership expertise uh, I don't know that I would say I'm a, I'm a complete expert in leadership because there's so many people out there that probably do it better than me but um, how I actually morphed into the leadership portion was as a result of the business. And uh, what I mean by that is that um, when I first started out, the focus was going to be on lean manufacturing and on uh, modern quality management principles. But what you quickly learn in many of these companies is that yes, there may be technical issues, but I'd say on average anywhere from 30 to 60% of the issues that the companies are facing are not just because they're technical issues, but because of ineffective leadership, uh, or not knowing what to do as a leadership organization to drive the organization forward. So uh, that's how that component came into play uh, within my company, where it's been everything from uh, mentoring CEOs to providing training for an organization on what effective leadership is and how you drive that across an organization, uh, even to the point of uh, working with companies and as they try to identify new talent to bring in that fits their respective uh, competencies that they drive within their companies. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what's excellent is, you know, just the fact that you've been in leadership roles for 30-ish years or whatever the exact number was that you shared. Um, that gives you experiences across a whole array. And, you, and your roles were all over the place, too, with your manufacturing and engineering and product design, et cetera, right? So you, you managed a lot of different functions, a lot of different groups. Um, that have different demands. And so that puts you in a position where you actually have some perspectives. And I would imagine, let me just guess and see if this is true. Do you end up sharing a lot of personal case studies and stories to make your points when you're doing leadership work? I do. And I try to do them in such a way that uh, 
it's not always talking about the standpoint of, well, you know, this, here's what we did at GM or that the, the way of GM was right, but more to look at it from the standpoint of, uh, of what types of things or strategies worked versus which of those did not. And I think many times I spend more time talking about the failures rather than the successes, because I think you actually learn more from the failures than many times you do from the successes. So yes. And I also bring in, um, stories that uh, would not only describe my successes and failures, but also some of my colleagues that uh, collectively we all learned from. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. And it's always nice seeing someone else fail where you don't have to be the, <laughs> you know, the volunteer each time. True. That's very true. And yeah. you know, part of, um, part of the idea of being a learning leader is the idea that you have to at some times be allowed to fail, uh, not fail, you know, catastrophically, but to be able to fail so that, you learn from that experience and you carry that forward with you um, in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I love the learning uh, concept. And let me just read exactly your title. So learning leaders drive successful organizations is what you'll be talking about during this FabTech afternoon workshop. So uh, just hit some of the high points, you know, First of all, what do you mean by a learning leader? I think we, we can kind of surmise it from your example of you know, someone who had a failure and then learned something from it. What are some other things that are important where a leader is a learning leader? What makes a leader a learning leader? So I think, first of all, it's just the concept that um, the idea that if you're in a leadership position, you have an obligation, uh, first and foremost to yourself, but probably more importantly to your people, to always be abreast of what is the best way to lead an organization. Um, and this, be, this is becoming especially critical now if you think about it, even though this isn't going to be a, a big part of my talk, but it's becoming especially critical now when you have four generations working in the workplace today. Mm -hmm. You have people that you know, would be considered uh, those from the millennial generation from about nine, uh, 1980 to people from the greatest generation working in their 70s in an organization. And many of these are uh, could be salary employees, could be hourly operators on the floor, but also can be leadership people. And so when you have uh, a multi-generational workforce that come into work with different perspectives about life and different perspectives about what leadership is because of their acute, their cumulative or lack of cumulative backgrounds, it creates a challenge. And so if a leader sticks to his or her old ways of doing business, they will fail without recognizing in today's world, what do you have to do differently to, to motivate people and to drive people to be successful? And I think the thing that people don't want to talk about is that, you know, people want to talk about leaders in an altruistic way. You know, oh, he's a great leader because he's a great motivator. But fundamentally, if you really break it down, people in leadership have two roles. The role is to be an effective leader. But the reason for being an effective leader, very honestly, is to drive results within an organization because that's why they're there. Uh, whether it's a nonprofit or a profit organization, ultimately leaders are looked upon to deliver the results of whatever the mission and the objectives and goals of a corporation or a company is or any organization. And um, part of that means knowing how to drive your organization in a positive way, mm -hmm. but also knowing how to hold them accountable, how to remove resources and uh, provide, excuse me, remove obstacles, but also provide resources for an organization to be successful. Yeah, that's right on the mark. And in fact, this is where some of our topics actually uh, fit in so nicely together because while I'm there, uh, in my session is about accountability um, with some of the other leadership sessions. 
dovetail nicely into that description that you just gave. So this is really, you know, for, for those of you listening to this uh, clip, uh, if you're able to get there, you, you'll get a whole you know, cohesive set of leadership principles in this afternoon, not just the one that Joe's talking about here. Yeah, and Pete, if I could just make the comment. So this will be my fifth year that I've been invited back to speak at Fabtech. And one of the things I always find really amazing is that usually I end up being paired up with the same one or two people um, in a leadership type session. And we never talk to each other prior to giving our presentations. And what I really find kind of fun and kind of amazing is that when you listen to and, and watch each other's presentations, there's usually about a 30 to 50% overlap in the material, mm. which I think is good because it shows the consistency of thought or the other way you could think about it is that, you know, we're all either doing the research and applying principles the same way, or we're all totally screwed up, one or the other. <laughs> uh, and I'd like to think that it, we do it in a way because we're out there working with people, working with companies, and using a lot of the same principles and coming to a lot of the same independent conclusions. And that's why I think it's one of the cool things is that when you come to one of these sessions, you get to see people like you and me and others that uh, are doing similar work. And so I think it lends credibility to the subject matter and how the topics are being covered. Mm -hmm. I think that's exactly right. And, uh, and I, I would say, I think that's, that's also true because I've been in uh, the programs for a few years and it dropped into some of the leadership ones. And, um, you know, especially when there's, um, you know, sometimes it's just me for a period of time, but other times there's two of us or, or three of us, whatever. And, uh, and you're exactly right. They, they do fit in well together. And some of the points that I might make are also reemphasized by someone else and vice versa. Right, right. So I think that'll be a fun thing. So without giving it all away, give us a couple key takeaways or key points or something from what it is you'll be talking about on that day. So the first thing is to try to lay the foundation as to what is uh, the role and responsibility of an effective leader. And I, um, I do this at every type of leadership talk to lay the foundation about the, the things from essentially from setting the mission uh, of an organization to getting the results. And I think that's important because that's the general role of any leader in any organization of knowing what it is, what your job is fundamentally and how do you go about achieving the job. Then from there, I talk about, well, what are the opportunities to be a learning leader, whether from a formal standpoint or an, inf and I'll say an informal standpoint. Mm -hmm. So formal certainly could be anything from, uh, did you go to school? Did you get a master's degree? Uh, something of that nature to the informal, which is also what have you learned on the job and how are you taking those learnings in terms of uh, transferring them into you know, to things that become part of you as a person and become incorporated into your leadership style that then allows you to be a more effective leader. Um, so the way I would describe it in a way, and it's a way I used to talk about this uh, about people that were gonna be good engineers, because I'm an engineer by education, similar to a doctor. If you're gonna be really good, you never stop going to school. Now school doesn't mean always in the classroom, but it means taking the hands-on experiences that you get, whether you want them or not, and then using them in the future to make yourself better, but also then to make your respective organization that, that works for you to be better, because ultimately your job is really to make your people be successful mm -hmm. uh, and to lead them in a way that allows them to be successful and helps 
them accomplish the organization's mission. Right. I love it. What other, what other key points uh, is there any one more zinger you want to give us? Yeah, I would say that, um, the, the reason I like doing this and the reason I like talking about this is that one of the things I've learned is that, um, many times small organizations have not had the ability to get the type of training that I've been fortunate to get through General Motors in many, many ways, whether it's executive development programs where you, know, you go off for six months or being sent to various places um, to be very, in, uh, very intensive training, um, or they don't know enough to know because, for example, um, I have a couple of clients that are family-owned uh, companies. Mm-hmm. And I really find them the most interesting and also the most challenging because they have a belief many times that why do I need to change my style of leadership? Why do I need to change how um, I work with my people? Because I've been really successful the way I've been doing it. So why do I need to change now? And what they're not realizing is they may believe they're successful, but do their people really believe that they work for them or are you really as successful as you could be? You know, are you really maximizing the potential of the organization? So I will bring some of those types of examples into the discussion also, because I think they'll resonate with the types of people that we typically have in our audiences because they run the gamut of being small companies of anywhere from 10 to 15 people to large corporations that are on the New York Stock Exchange or uh, on some of the foreign exchanges. So those will be some of the other types of things that I plan to bring into the discussion uh, while we're all together there. And then the part that I certainly love the most is using that as the basis then for opening it up for questions to talk about letting the people ask the questions uh, about what their personal experiences are, which usually comes into play, or the typical, I've got this situation, how do I handle it type of thing. Right. Well, that's so ideal. And I think the, the way that you just uh, pointed out um, you know, that there's a lot of risks out there and uh, you, know, you may think you're a great leader. You may have had um, experiences and confidence in what you've achieved so far, uh, but there's lots of things that could go on around you. And you know, just look outside, right? The world today, the technology that's coming, the, you know, the level of competition coming from anywhere with some new thing that doesn't exist today, but it will exist tomorrow. Uh, and you've got to be right there, agile on the spot, making change ready, and that's got to be led. So um, it sounds like not just uh, your principles, but the whole day is going to really hit the spot for everybody. Right. And that's very true. And um, I think part of the idea, too, of being a good learning leader is knowing that if you know these things are happening around you and you may not have the bandwidth to handle it yourself, Part of being that learning leader also also is the uh, though knowing to get the right people to work with you mm-hmm. to help address those challenges and those opportunities um, so that you can still be effective. Right, right, yeah, and you know exactly what you're saying is you. Know, I'm sure you do this in your business. I'm going through the same thing in mine. You know, how do I become a more effective leader for the team for what we have for challenges out there in the world? What's coming, and uh, we've got to be ready. Correct, and. Um, it, you know, I, I think I was reading somewhere recently that, you know, the average life expectancy of an executive or leader in their competencies in today's world is about a year. Um, and the fact that uh, in a year's time, enough changes that if you don't keep up, then you start falling behind. Isn't that scary? It is. It's very scary. Yeah. Um, and that's probably always been the case. 
but the life cycles have gotten shorter. Shorter indeed, yeah. Change is happening super fast. And Correct. That's, Correct. And one of those leadership uh, dimensions anyway is paying attention to what's coming, being ready for it, <clears throat> and then managing the change through. I think you summarized it really well, Pete. Very good. Well, Joe, thank you for being here today. And everyone listening, we do hope to see you. And if you can't make it live, then at least learn what you can from either watching this video or listening to this podcast as part of Business Results Radio. And uh, we're excited to have you. Joe, thank you so much. We'll see you in person in just a month or so. Very much so. Thank you for the opportunity. And I'm looking forward to this year's conference and to meeting uh, a lot of new people there. Thanks again. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Results Radio. Remember to share this episode on social media or directly with people you think would benefit from it. And if you are willing, subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star rating. Go ahead and do that now while you're thinking of it. I also want to invite you to visit businessresultsradio.com. And if you want to learn more about the Wind Enterprises team or about the business consulting and mentoring services we provide, visit completebusinesstransformation.com. Thanks a bunch, and we will catch you again soon.